What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of 101 Sports and Cards. As always, I'm Nathan Holloway, and with me, Jared Dresch. Duh. So we're going to start off in the NFL. Not a lot of news today. Stephon Diggs did sign a four-year, $104 million contract extension with the Bills, which basically puts him with the Bills for the rest of his career. Do you like this move for, I mean, he should like it because he got paid. I mean, $70 million is guaranteed. Do you like it for the Bills? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets Josh Allen, you know, a target for four years. Gabriel Davis is also there now. He's shown up. We know what he can do now. As I said, he so, would be. This this team's looking like they can make some playoff runs for the next four years and possibly a Super Bowl. I wouldn't go as far as Super Bowl. AFC's too good. And I'm not believers in the Bills. But a team that I am a believer in, the Rams, I mean, how they keep getting money, I don't know, but they – did sign Bobby Wagner, talked about it a few weeks ago that he had a meeting with them, had a meeting with the Ravens and the Saints. And, of course, the Rams end up getting him, which just bolsters their defense even more like they need it. I mean, this is the best middle linebacker in the league, in my opinion. I don't I don't know what else to say. I would ask your opinion, but... Just yeah. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> How do they keep... The NFL needs to do something because the Rams have a gosh darn super team. Well... And what B needs to do it too, it's all the Los Angeles teams. Um, yeah. And New York. Yeah. Latest uh, mock draft came out for the NFL, and the one that I saw, one that I've seen that a lot of people have, Kenny Pickett projected to be the number one quarterback taken. I know uh, Todd McShay had him going to the Panthers at, at nine. I believe it was nine, eight or nine. I don't think he should be the first quarterback taken I think it should be Malik Willis I mean although Kenny Pickett went to a larger college I mean hand size is a problem I mean he had the smallest hands in the draft class that actually showed up to uh, the combine of course Joe Burrow also had the smallest hands and Joe Burrow's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now but Malik Willis just has so much arm talent I mean him at his pro day, him at the combine, it was unbelievable. Who would you take? If you if you need a quarterback, would you either have Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis? Malik Willis. He can do more. He can run the ball. He can get out of the pocket if he needs to run. Kenny, I don't I think he can. But yeah, he can. He faked out the uh, fake slide, which is stupid. But yeah, Malik Willis is good as well. But really I don't think this is really a QB class. There's not gonna no. be, I don't think there's going to be a QB that's going to be a generational talent in this. I mean, they they got potential to be good QBs, but not you know the, the Hall of Fame potential. I don't think so. Honestly, this is one of the worst draft classes in a long time for QBs and basically just all-around skill players besides wide receivers. This is one of the biggest, like deepest wide receiver class. But do you really want to spend a lot of your first-round picks on wide receivers? If you're Green Bay, you do, but our GM's too freaking stupid that he probably won't. But I just need to put that out there because screw the Packers, even though you're my team. Moving on to the association. It is the last week of the regular season. The Heat have basically clinched the East. Remember, they lost four straight. Then Jimmy got into it with Eric Spolstra. Well, now they've won five straight. They're now two and a half games ahead of Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee, who are all tied for second. Which one of these teams finishes in second? I know you're going to say Boston because they've been the they've been the best team yes. in the second half. Yeah. 
But I can see Milwaukee also doing it. Philly's not. I want to ask you this. No. I don't know. <laughs> between between these four teams, because I believe we're going to see the Eastern Conference yeah. represented by one of these four teams. Yeah. Out of these four teams, who do you believe has the best shot to, to make a run in the playoffs? Because, I all. mean, they all have not just to – just win to it all, just one. to make it to the finals. Because, I mean, a lot of these teams, all these teams have their own problems. Yeah. But who do you see making it all the way? I don't see the Heat. I really don't. They're good. The defense is amazing. The offense is the problem. When their leading scorer is Tyler Hero and he's the sixth man, yeah. that's a problem. Plus, I mean, they also, a lot of the guys got into it. Yeah. But I they're mean, playing I, better now. That always doesn't mean anything in the yeah. playoffs. And, I mean, Kyle Lowry really hasn't shown up. Yeah. Jimmy's been off and on. Bam hasn't had as good of a year as I thought he would. The best player is Tyler Hero. He's not even starting. And, honestly, I don't know why. Maybe Alex, you know, doing the right thing. Maybe he's going to groom him, you know. Uh, Boston, I, I could see them. But losing Robert Williams is a huge blow. That's what I was going to say. He's one, I, of the, he's one of the best defensive players in the league. I would have picked Boston. For this, because I'm not picking the Heat either. I would have picked Boston over all these, but with the loss of Robert Williams, they don't really have a center. I mean, they got Al Horford. Well, Al Horford's also like 80. Yeah. And he doesn't show up that often. Yeah. And when he does, he doesn't hustle yeah. because he can't. And then, so I, I, I still think Boston's going to be the second best. Philly, they're not. Philly's falling apart. James Harden is butt cheeks. Thank you. Um, I, I will say Philly can make a run. Yes. If well, everybody, we just, we just got confirmation that Tobias Harris can not Tobias Matisse Seibel. Matisse Seibel cannot play in Toronto. And you guys are probably like, oh, he's not a big. It's a big deal for the bench because he's one of the best defensive players. It's a big deal for any of these teams if you go and you have to play the Raptors, which the yeah. Raptors are a scary good team. Yeah. Because I mean, too. uh. Swaggy, Spinny P, whatever you want to call him. Spinny I call P. him Spinny P. I mean, Pascal Siakam's having an unbelievable year. Fred Van Vliet's turned himself into one of the best point guards in the league. Scotty. Scotty Barnes has been great. Should be rookie of the year, in my opinion. It's not going to go his way. But this team is it's very good. It's very young still. But if you have to face them, I know the Sixers with Matisse Seibel, he can't play in Toronto. You go with the Nets. If the Nets make a run somehow, I mean, they could end up being the eight seed. If they make a run and have to end up playing them, Kyrie can't play. Yeah. So then it's down to James Harden, not James Harden, Ken. Kevin. And, of course, not Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons has been ruled out the rest of the regular season, and Steve Nash said he doesn't expect him to play in the postseason. So this trade has just been useless. Useless for both teams, Yeah. honestly. But then Boston also has two of their top guys. I know Tatum's vaccinated, but I believe Jalen Brown is not, and I believe some other starter is not. So if they have to play the Raptors, that's going to be tough for them. Yeah. So any of these teams, if you have to play the Raptors, I feel like it's going to be a problem. I just think all these teams are good, but Milwaukee's the most solid one right now, and I hate to say it, but they're the most solid one. Giannis is playing good. If Chris can get his use his alien pals, you know, he can come. Um and then Drew Holiday is a Drew, yeah. yeah, Drew. You know he's just he's always a solid point guard. I also agree with Milwaukee. I mean Giannis MVP right now, and second in MVP. Sorry, Jokic, Jokic after he torched my Spurs, even though we beat him yesterday, which we're going to talk about later because I'm in a great freaking mood. 
That's one of the only times he is, guys. <laughs> yes. But I'm in a good mood, but I'm also in a bad mood. It's a love-hate relationship with Spurs right now because I want them to tank. But it doesn't matter. But for the Bucks, you have Giannis, who could very well end up winning MVP, defense player of the year, all that. You have Middleton, who's been playing better. I mean, he's finally pulled his head out of his butt. You have Drew Holiday, who's one of the best defensive point guards in the league. He's also been scoring very well. You get Brooke Lopez back. It's a big defense. Because he was player. out most of the season with a back injury. He's back. You get Pat Connaughton back, who had, I believe, a broken hand, broken foot, yeah. something like that. He's back. He's been playing great. The Bucks are deep, and I I believe they'll come out of the East because Boston, I don't know how they're going to fare without Williams. Yeah. Philly, I don't trust James. I mean, they're going to have to rely so much on Embiid and also Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is just put whoever gets the ball, you know, just double-team him in the paint because Joel's not really going to go outside the yeah. paint. I mean, he, he can, but they're going to have Maxey on the preliminal and they're going to have Joel on the inside. They're probably going to have double coverage on both because they know that's all they have. And even Doc Rivers isn't happy with Harden yeah. after his press conference the other day, basically blaming him for their loss the other day, it's going to be very interesting to see if they re-sign Doc Rivers after the season because he is, this is last year, under contract. I know the Lakers have been looking at him, so have the Jazz. That's gross. So. Nobody can help the Lakers right now. True. <laughs> the Bulls and the Raptors both, both clinched a playoff spot, so they are in the top six. The Cavs, Nets, Hawks, and Hornets clinch a play-in berth. They still have to figure out some things about seeding for them as they each have three games <clears> left <throat> in the season. Out of all four of them teams, Cavs, Nets, Hawks, Hornets, who do you believe could play their way in to the playoffs and possibly make a run? If Nets don't have to play, the Raptors would be the Nets. But without, if they do end up playing the Nets, I think the Hawks. I think Trey Young can lead them. Trey Young's already, he's already shown he can lead a team last year. Led them to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they lost by one game. It was only by what, like eight points? Yeah. Like they stayed in that game the whole game. So, I mean, I think the Hawks, if the Nets don't play the Toronto, they will. But if the Hawks. I mean, the Nets have to beat one of them top four teams to even make it in, though. Yeah. So, I don't. If I had to pick one, I'd probably pick the Cavs, although they've been terrible since the All Star break. But honestly, none of them in my opinion, yeah. are going to make a run. I mean, the Cavs are still they are still too young. The Nets are trash. I mean, they have KD, Kyrie, no defense. I've seen two-year-olds play better defense than their whole team. I mean, it's terrible. The Hawks could. John Collins plays better. Yeah. The Hornets. The Hornets are the Hornets. We'll just say that. The Mavericks clinched a playoff spot. And the Warriors clinched a playoff spot. The Clippers clinched a play-in berth. All the play-in berths have been clinched in the West. Also, the only one, the only team who has not clinched a playoff spot yet, like in the top six, are the Jazz, the Nuggets, and the Timberwolves. Because Timberwolves could end up. I know they're two and a half games back, but if they went out and either Nuggets or Jazz lose out, they could jump all the way up to the fifth seed. I don't see it happening, but who knows? Another team that clinched a play-in spot. Yesterday, and officially eliminated the Lakers And what is, I agree, I finally agree with something that Kendrick Perkins said, that this is, this is the most disappointing Lakers team ever, and it's the most disappointing team in NBA history. I agree 
with Kendrick, and I never thought I'd say that in my life, even though I have agreed with him in the past because, you know, he says LeBron's the GOAT and LeBron is the GOAT. But Lakers are out, and my San Antonio Spurs are in the playoffs, and they are the second hottest team in the league behind your Boston Celtics. Celtics are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. Spurs are 8-2. and two. We have won four or five straight away games, the most since 2016-17. We still had Kawhi. I'm going to tell you right now, right now. Actually, I want, I want your input first. Out of the play-in teams in the West, right now, right now, the Pelicans, Clippers, Timberwolves, Spurs, who can make a run? Timberwolves. Spurs second. Thank you. I'm also going to go with the Timberwolves as the main, the main, but the Spurs are a dangerous team. They're young, They're athletic. but they, they've been playing without DeJounte yeah. for almost almost two weeks now because he has uh, he has some kind of virus. It's not COVID, but he does have some kind Stomach of illness. Virus. So he has not been playing, and they've just been whooping teams. What they did against the Nuggets yesterday, I saw the rest of the schedule. It's not because, that hard. Because they play, Spurs have one of the toughest schedules no, left. I see it. They play, before last night, they played the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, the Warriors, and the Mavericks. All playoff teams. Yes. And I was like... Except the Nuggets. All the playoff Nuggets team. are the fifth seed. Oh, they are. Okay. Fifth or sixth seed. And I was like, we might end up screwing this up. Especially with DeJounte out. But then last night, we didn't just beat the Nuggets. We completely shut down the Nuggets. Besides Jokic. Jokic still had 41 points. But Vassell stepped up. Keldon has been playing... Good. The best basketball I've ever seen him play. With DeJounte out right now. Trey Jones has stepped up into a starting lineup. Every time Trey Jones is on the court now, he can get a triple-double. I mean, this dude is small. You wouldn't think he'd be getting triple-doubles, but every game he scored around 11 points, about 8 rebounds, and double-digit assists. So he's basically DeJounte, but a little bit smaller. And then, I mean, Pearl stepped it up. Primo has had some growing pains. I know Pop's been starting him. He's not been playing that well. Hopefully he can get back into it. But I'd like to thank you and the Boston Celtics for giving us Josh Richardson because that dude has just been a stud since he's came to San Antonio. He's turned himself into one of the fan favorites with him already being there for not even a month. I mean, this dude, he's been playing great. In my opinion, he should be starting over Primo. But in Pop, we trust right now because at one point we were the 14 seed. In the West. We're now the 10 seed. And we can jump the Pelicans for the 9 seed and have a home playing game. So watch out for San Antonio. And we're doing all this without DeJounte. Who's, who, in my opinion, is the best young point guard in the league. Because he can do absolutely everything. Um, Luca, Luca's a shooting guard, isn't he? Yes. Okay. He plays point, though. Well, he's, he's playing like everything right now because... Yeah. <laughs> he's the only one out there. And for the Lakers right now, LeBron needs to play in two more games. They have three games left. Two more games to be eligible for the scoring title. He got passed by Embiid yesterday by like .2 points. Do you think LeBron plays another game this season? Oh, yeah. He wants a scoring title. I hope he does. I don't, but I don't think he will, but I want him to. I don't believe he'll play in another game. They're already been eliminated. I mean, yesterday... When they they were beating the Suns at one point last night. And by the third quarter, they were down by 20. LeBron walked out of the stadium. He walked into the locker room and out of the stadium because he was so tired of watching this just trash team. 
So I don't know what the Lakers need to do. We'll talk about more whenever the offseason comes to see what the Lakers are doing, but I think they just need to completely sell the whole team, keep LeBron, and that's about it. Yeah. We build around LeBron. Yes. Which is weird to say because you're rebuilding around a 37-year-old player. To the mm-hmm. MLB, where we're going to give you our picks for MVP, Cy Young, or Gilly here in a second. First off, Jose Ramirez, not Martinez, re-signed with the Guardians for a five-year, $124 million contract, which included a no-trade clause, which was surprising because he was expected to be traded. Yeah. In other news, I know we'll talk about it later in the sports card episode, but Julio Rodriguez, Spencer Torkelson, and Bobby Witt Jr. all made the opening day roster, and there's going to be more later on in the season that will be brought up. Is this one of the best rookie classes ever? <sighs> talent-wise, yes. But we also got to see how they play out. But talent-wise, and by top prospects, yes. The top five prospects, I believe, are all getting caught up this year. Or going at least. Wiley Green, I think he's in the top ten. He just has a foot. He just got a foot, foot injury. But he's not expected to get surgery on it. Cause I think it's a broken foot. Like a broken bone in it, I don't know. But he should Thank you be, for saying it was a broken bone. What else can you break? Uh, uh stuff. <laughs> I broke my ligament. Did we do this while Uh but so <laughs> he's expected to make a recovery <laughs> in three months, so he should be back in three months. I'm sorry, you got me what to do this wrong thing. So we're gonna move on to our <laughs> We're going to move on to our picks. We're going to do AL first, then NL. Who is your AL MVP? Let me just give you a few. Vlad, Otani, Trout, if he makes it through a whole season. I mean, Judge, Correa on a new team. I'm gonna, Wander. I don't think Wander's going to make it an MVP case. I'm going to have to go with Shohei. I mean, if he has another year, I don't like saying it. I'm not the big. I'm not a big Shohei guy. But if he has a decent pitching, you know, like a sub-3 ELA, and he does the same hitting and he hits the same as he did, he's going to win MVP every year. I mean, this guy has everybody's vote because he's a dual threat and people love him. I don't know why. I'm going to go off a guy who finished second last year, Vlad. I mean, he said in spring training that last year was just the beginning. beginning. How is it the beginning when he was tied? Yeah. For the most home runs, he almost won the triple crown. I mean, he finished second in batting average, tied for first in home runs, and fourth in RBIs. RBIs. He could he could honestly win the triple crown this year, and this Blue Jays team is going to be one of the best teams, if not the best team, in the AL. I'm going to pick Vlad. Your AL Cy Young. All right, so AL, I'm going to go with Bobby Way. I mean, the dude dominated last year. You won the Cy Young last year. Yeah. And I think he can do it again. I think he's got... He's on a different team. Of course, the Mariners now. Yeah. And the Minnows are good. Yes. I'm going to go with mine. I'm going to go a little bit of an underdog here. I'm going to go with Shane McClanahan of the Rays. He is the number one pitcher right now for the Rays, starting opening day. He was unbelievable as a rookie last year. I mean, they needed pitching last year, and they got it with him. I believe the Rays are going to be... One of the best teams in the AL. Don't believe they will win their division like they did last year. Yeah. Because the Blue Jays. 
but I'm going to pick Shane McClanahan. Your this is going to be tough. Your AL Rookie of the Year. I mean, you got to think of guys who could get called up later. J Rod, J Rod, J Rod over Bobby Witt. He's going to be on the better team, so he's going to get a lot more. Like, he's going to have a better wall possibly because Bobby isn't going to make the Royals a playoff team. So I'm going to- I agree that them two are going to finish one and two. I'm going to flip them. And I can't believe you didn't say your guy, Bobby Witt. But I'm going to say Bobby Witt wins Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year, it does not matter if you're on a crappy team. I mean, we saw that last year with the Reds, yeah. Jonathan India. Hey. I mean, I would say we saw it in the AL, but, you know, Randy Rosarena was like his 20th year of eligibility for Rookie of the Year. Dude, <laughs> basically, everybody makes fun of Ben Simmons for one Rookie of the Year in his second year. This is like Randy's fifth year, and he won it. Why aren't we making fun of that? I'm going to go with Bobby Witt, though. If Wander was a if he was eligible, I would pick Wander. Yeah. But he's not eligible. Your NL MVP. You should already know mine. NL MVP? Oh, I'm going with Juan Soto. He should have got it last year, but he didn't. He got robbed of it. I'm going to agree. Juan Soto narrowly over Bryce. Just like last year, it was Bryce narrowly over Juan Soto. The, I mean, it's a toss-up between... Soto and Harper. I mean, if Harper plays a whole year, which is very unlikely, because, I mean, he always gets hurt. (laughs) But Juan Soto, I mean, the dude has one of the best batting averages in the league. He's one of the – he has the best He was one one point off from having a 1,000 OPS last year, which I learned by playing the new MLB The Show 22, because that was really the only thing that the new commentators actually said that was relevant, instead of – the right-hander throws the pitch. And if you play the show, you probably have heard this already. <laughs> Your NL Cy Young award winner. A lot of guys. I'm going with a Dodger. It's not Kershaw. It's Beal's day off, Walker Beal. This man is absolutely disgusting. I mean, he's got one of the nastiest core balls I've ever seen in my life. He throws gasoline. He's on a winning team. He's the best pitcher on that system. I hate you right now because for our NL award winner so far, we're going to agree. <laughs> I thought Walker Buehler could win it last year. He's going to win it this year. He's going to win Do- The Dodgers are going to win over 100 games. He's going to get probably 20-plus wins if he stays healthy. There's no question it's Buehler. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of other guys like Max. Brandon Woodruff. Yes. Colvin Bowens, the all right there as well. Grom, if he, if can, he stays if healthy, he but stays he healthy, but he he's already won. Yeah. So, <laughs> which I called in our last thing. I said the Mets would not make the playoffs because Degrom would get hurt. Yeah. And look at what happened. I mean, Max is hurt too. Yeah. Which is weird for Max because dude never gets hurt. Hey, you know what? Underdog Cy Young pick though for the NL, Eric Fetty. Shut up. Shut up. He's going. Hey, he can't be any worse. Hey, he was not the worst pitcher on the Nationals last year because Patrick Corbin was. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Don't know how. (laughs) You're. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to put that. I love Eric Fetty with a passion. I mean, dude's my number one starter in the show. Just kidding. He's not as max. But your NL rookie of the year. If this guy gets caught up in time, Nolan Goldman. For the corners. But, I don't know if he will, I want to go with the He's like my backup if he does. But the guy that, I don't know what the pilots are doing, only your clues, 
what are you doing? He they bring him back up. It's going to be O'Neill Cruz. That's what I was going to pick was O'Neill Cruz. I agree with you. I don't know what the hell the Pirates are doing. I mean, I don't think the Pirates know what they're doing. I mean, I guess I guess they just want to be worse than they already are. I mean, they're already going to have a hundred loss season. They might not win a game. They might go zero and one hundred and sixty two. Yeah. Moving on to NCAA basketball, where unfortunately Jarrett picked the correct bracket. Hey, I will say the bracket that you filled out for me, I actually filled out one that had Kansas winning, and mine was better than yours somehow. I don't know. (laughs) But Kansas defeats UNC for the national title. Of course, UNC took down Coach K and Duke to get there. Kansas blew out Villanova. This was one of the best March Madnesses. I've good. ever seen. And I mean, there, there was not a buzzer beater the whole March Madness, which was weird. Yeah. But just two years, two years, I mean, two years ago we didn't have March Madness. Last year we had it, limited fans. I know we went to a game, but there was not a lot of not a lot of, not a lot of electricity games. in the yeah. stadium. This year, full of fans. I mean, the arenas were just booming. It was great to have fans back. This is one of the best. I mean, you had – so many stories. You had an eight seed UNC. You had St. Peter's make the Elite Eight. You had all these upsets. One of the best March Madnesses I can think of. And one of the best championship games ever. In Kansas, I mean, this is the first time they've won a national championship since 2008. Of course, Bill Self is also the coach for them then, which is the second longest uh, tenure of in between one championship and another. UNC choked, though. Yeah, they really choked in the second half. And I hate to do it because, I mean, he was the only reason they were there. But Caleb Love, I mean, he was really the only reason yeah. UNC was there. But at some point, you got to learn to not just shoot the ball yeah. so much. I think he went like 5 for 25, 5 for 24, something like that in the game. Of course, missing the final shot. Of course, it hurt them when Armando Baycott went down. Brady Manick played unbelievable. I mean, the caveman, that's what I call him because he looks like a caveman. Honestly, he's turning one of my favorite players. And right now in the NBA mock draft, I've seen the Spurs are supposed to draft him. Praying that that happens because he looks like a Spurs guy. But for for Kansas, of course, Ochai Abaji won uh, the most outstanding player in the whole tournament. Of course, he didn't really show up that good yeah. in the championship game because Remy Martin took over. Remy Martin, I don't know how he's coming off the bench. Yeah. But he's a stud. You have McCormick in the paint who just dominated. I mean, th- this Kansas team, Bill Self said that in his in his press conference after the game that he thought in 2020 when March Madness was canceled that they had their best shot at winning a championship. I believe this team was better. Yeah. I mean, this team was just – It was deep. Every, every game they played, deep. they either dominated – or they came back to win. I mean, they had to come back from down however many to Miami. Then they set the record for most points. Coming back in a championship game, 16 points. Of course, beating Loyola Chicago's record in 1963 when they came back from 15 down. But this is, this is unbelievable. And I would like, although I hate Coach K, I would like to congratulate Coach K for an unbelievable career. I got some stats. Got some stats. You know, I'm the stat guy. So I love stats. One of the best coaches of all time. But Coach K, thank you. Five national championships, 13 Final Four appearances, a three-time Naismith College Coach of the Year, five-time ACC Coach of the Year. He's elected into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2001, the College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2006, a three-time Olympic gold medalist as the head coach for Team USA. I mean, what can you say? I mean, he, he is the best coach ever. 
in college basketball. He may be the best coach ever in all of basketball. Well, any spawn. Period. I mean, he's just – it's going to be weird for him to not be coaching next year. It's going to be weird not seeing him. It was yeah. weird not seeing Roy Williams on the sideline for UNC this year and instead in the stands. It's going to be very weird to see Coach K out on the sideline. Even though a lot of people don't like him, me included, I mean, you can't say anything bad about Coach K. No. You can say you hate him all you want, but he's one of the best coaches of all time. I would like to point out, though, that his first loss way back in like was 1997 UNC. was against UNC, and his last two losses came to UNC. But he has more championships over that time than UNC. <laughs> so, move on to the women's side. South Carolina defeated UConn for the national title game. I called this. Because I said South Carolina would beat UConn. You didn't have UConn making championship game. So, ha. But I had South Carolina winning the thing, too. Yes. Thank you. But <laughs> That's two. I got like. Oh, wow. Uh, South Carolina, their best team all year. Second championship in program history. UConn just didn't. They didn't show up. Not just that they didn't show up. They were just so outmatched. They just got dominated. I mean, it was close in the beginning. And then I re-looked at the score, and I'm like, well, this game's over. And I actually did watch the end of this game. The final, like, 20 seconds took, like, two hours because I ended up turning it off with, like, five seconds left because it had been – I had gotten home from work. I had already ate, and then I was just scrolling through my phone. And I'm like, why is this game still on? Because each team apparently left, like, all – like, 20 million of their timeouts. And so it was just, like, somebody had scored timeout. Next person scored timeout. It's like – just it's like, it. You're done it's like, 20. It's like, Gino, your, team, your team's going to lose. Just end the game. But I will say for UConn, everything that they had to overcome this year with Paige being hurt, this just shows that like, Gino Oriano is one of the best, the, the best, the best women's college basketball coach ever. Moving on to other sports, J.J. Spahn got his first career PGA Tour victory at the Valero Texas Open. Unfortunately, I did not watch any of the Valero Texas Open. It's a tough day for Jordan Spieth. That's all I'm saying. Tough weekend, not tough day. Well, besides Sunday, he shot like 500 and finished 500. You know, if he would have done that, he probably would have won. But congrats to J.J. Spawn for getting a first career win. Of course, that punches his ticket to the Masters this weekend. And you know who else is playing in the Masters this weekend? He said it yesterday. Tiger Woods is back. He is back. He is right now like a 70-1 to 1 odds to win the Masters, minus 1,100 to make the cut. I want to talk about Tiger first before we give our picks. For the Masters. So you'd be thinking about your pick for I the Masters. I don't know anybody. Exactly. But do you believe Tiger has a chance to win? No, not to win. Do you think he has a chance to make the cut? He's got about a 20% chance to make the cut. I don't believe he can win. I believe he can make the cut, but it's going to be very hard. Yeah. I mean, his, he said that he's had difficulty walking. Augusta is one of the most treacherous golf courses to walk, and it's supposed to rain most of the weekend. So that's going to be really tough for him. If he's able to come through, though, I mean, this is going to be – this is already one of the best comebacks in sports history. Yeah. I mean, this is unbelievable that, what, like eight months ago we were talking about how Tiger Woods might die. Yeah. Or at least have his – Leg amputated. Yes. And now he's he's going to be playing in the most – Prestigious. Yes, most prestigious day in all golf, the Masters. Thank you. So, we're going to get to our Masters picks. You're going to have to look up people – I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna give you my top. I got actually. I got mine. Okay. You gonna you gonna like this one? Oh, am I? Scotty Scheffler. Wow. <laughs> so original. He's the number one golfer in the world. So original. The bad thing is, is that I picked Scotty Scheffler in the beginning of the year. I said Scotty Scheffler would most likely get his first win at Augusta. I didn't think he'd win like three times before though. <laughs> 
Well, I have Scotty Scheffler finishing first. Second, I have Morikawa. I believe he can bounce back. Third place, I have Xander Schauffele. Right now, the odds-on favorite to win it is John Rahm. No idea why, because John Rahm has not played well at all this season. Brooks is also in the top ten for, I don't know. I don't know what Las Vegas is doing with all this stuff, but yeah. Denny Hamlin picked up his first win of the season at Richmond, his home track. I will say this race was one of the worst races of the season. I didn't watch a lot of it. I watched the beginning of it, and it, it was it was bad. It was very bad. Thank you. But Denny, I mean, he hasn't been doing that well all year. Neither has second place Kevin Harvick. Been kind of terrible with this new car. And then they just finished first and second. Of course, they go to Martinsville this weekend. Saturday night, first night race at Martinsville. Then in two weeks, we see the cup cars, the new cup cars on the Bristol Dirt. So, you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Opening days. Yes, opening day is tomorrow. Well, for, for some teams, there's already been two games yeah. that's been postponed to Friday. Unfortunately. And unfortunately, the Mariners are one of them. So, I have to wait a day to see J-Rod. Disappointing. So, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the final week of the NBA regular season. Enjoy opening day tomorrow. Screw NBA watch baseball. Enjoy the Masters this weekend. I'm going to try and to enjoy it while I'm, on Sunday while I'm sitting at SIUE getting a scholarship thing. have to go to a scholarship thing that's going to take like three hours to do. And I'm like, Mom, yo, I'm watching the Masters. And I'm going to be watching the Masters. Because, I mean, Sunday at the Masters, I hate SIUE for doing this. you got to put it on one day. Next thing you know, they're going to be doing next year and put it on the freaking Super Bowl. I just want to vent about SIUE real right quick. But, yeah, no offense to SIUE. Thank you guys for listening. Hope that you come back here next Wednesday, catch another episode. We'll be recapping all of baseball thus far. We'll be putting our, <laughs> giving our input on the bracket for the NBA playoffs. And we might discuss the NFL draft some more because the NFL draft's like three, no. two or three weeks away. You will. Um, possibly. I don't know. I don't like this rookie class at all. So. I, don't, I don't like football. <laughs> Thank you for that. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Peace.